Definitely had too much coffee for this. <laughs> um, okay, guys, welcome back to season two. This is episode seven of How to Ruin a Good Walk, your all talking crap podcast about golf. All talking crap. <laughs> Basically, it's the most it's not informal. really selling it, mate. It's the most informal golf podcast. It is. But we have a laugh, make you laugh. And it's a bit of a different one this week. Yeah, because the tournament... So basically, we're doing this on Monday. The Players' Championship is playing its fourth round. Al's giving it big guns all week, saying now. They're only playing three rounds now. Yeah, 54 holes, 50 holes. <laughs> They've not. They're playing the fourth round right now. So yeah. we're going to cover what's happening right now, what's happened up to this point. But then also going to talk a little bit about Ryder Cup, Tiger Woods, and then tip of the week where my co-host Joshua Kinder has been giving out golf lessons. Sort of. And no, <laughs> no, not, mate, not no. really. Your words were, I gave Dave a golf lesson. I well did. All right. Give him some tips. So stick around to the end of that because... Um, It'll make you laugh. Yeah. It's <laughs> too fair. Well, I'll, we'll say that for them. Yeah. But okay. So let's start off. Current standings right now. I'm literally watching it on the TV as we're recording this. So... Has he just hit that in the water? I'm going to Oh, no, no, bunker. But it's raining again. It is raining. So Smith is a 10 under, three holes in. Knox at nine under, tied with Lahiri. And then you've got Casey and Kisner. That brings us our top five. Yes. Okay, based on that right now. Yep. Who's winning? Well, I back John Rahm, and I think he's at about three under par as we speak. He's no chance. I don't think he has a chance either. Um, I, I, <laughs> How did my guy do? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, don't get me started. Uh, we're going to come on to some of the scores because your guy missed the cut, mm. Tony. Big Tony fee now. But um, really there were some shocking scores. But there's so, also some shocking weather. Oh, correct. So and we're with, going to talk about that. With this, I think you've got to look at what side of the draw were they on. Yes. Um, but for the win, you know what? I'm going to back Paul Casey. That'd be class. Well, uh, he's only two shots back as we speak. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go with you on that. I think I was going to say for Casey as well. So I can't I can't give you any shit for it. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but so to start the third round, Lahiri was in the lead, and he's never won a PJ Tour event. No, but he's had like a pretty stellar career. So just to put like in, into context, Lahiri his career earnings about six point four million. And that's between both tours. Yeah. Multiple, multiple wins on the Asian tour. Um, and then last year, finishing the top one, two, five on the PJ tour, which has given him um, playing rights for the season. So yeah. very much a person who's based himself in Florida. So based himself on the PJ tour. And he's not, even though he's obviously not won on the PJ tour, he's not a stranger to winning. No. Like no. we're looking at his profile. Like if, if there's a long, long list yeah, there. Like, I've got it up here. Um, so essentially, if you if you think of a player like we're obviously saying he's not won a PJ Tour event, da, 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 da. Um, this is me trying to fill time because the he's feeling not loading. <laughs> but the list is quite substantial. Yeah. Okay, so we've got international victories. So from 2009 all the way to 2015, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and two of those eighteen. Just to put this in perspective, are European tour events, but not only just European tour events, Maybank Malaysian Open, always a big one. Yep. Uh, and the Hero Indian Open. So that Maybank Malaysian Open, is that a it's Rolex not, event? No, no, it's not no, a Rolex, it's not but a Rolex it's, event. it's always a, a big a money big, event. It's like yeah. a co sanctioned event, or maybe tri sanctioned. You have a bit of odds tour, yep. uh, European tour, and then you have uh, Asian tour as well. Yeah. It's a bit strange because obviously there's you, we don't really see much of the Asian tour. All the Oz tour really do we over here? Um, we we only really no. see these guys when they come but onto the European and PGA tour. I'm telling you this right now: DP World Tour will be made to stop the Asian tour becoming bigger than the European tour. Period. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, hundred and ten percent. So is it? 
that that's Asian my opinion, by yeah, the way. but that Asian tour and the Oz tour, are they sort of on the same level as Challenge tour then. Um, I'd sort say of. Oz tour is. Yeah. Um, I'd say Asian tour is as well. Uh, no, I say opposite way around. I say Asian tour is, but Aussie tour isn't. Because what you find is, for example, Ben Eccles, who we're meant to have on in a few weeks' time, yeah. hopefully, but he's basically playing Asian tour right now. Right. Okay. He lives in Oz, but plays Asian tour because right. it's like. If you do well on Asian tour, let's just put this in perspective, right? There's a young lad called Jazz. I'm not even going to attempt. Yes, I know you mean. Uh, yeah. I can't say his second name. I'm from Manchester. It's terrible. <laughs> um, he, Jazz, basically known as Jazz. He has played in the Open. He's played in the Masters. All of his Asian tour ranking. He also gets right, invites okay. to play European tour because he's one of the best players in Asia. Yeah. Right, okay. So it means a lot so yeah. I'm not going to say it's like on, on par with Challenge Tour because if you did the same things on Challenge Tour you wouldn't get those exemptions Right. I would say it's above, above Challenge Tour yeah. but not above European Tour so do do many players sort of go down that route from over here then yeah well look at um, Simon Dyson oh. he went over there won twice finished I think he don't, I don't know if he won the order merit but finished high up Yeah. Um, and then got on the European Tour played a co-sanctioned event did well won I think and that's, and how, that's how we got in. Yeah, that's how yeah. I had a great career he did. It's not the normal route that you would see, is it? Going through no, Asian Tour. No, but like, I think, remember, remember when I asked Simon about this, so basically he was saying the, why he went down that route was, like, not many people did it. Yeah. And it was it, um, the reason why I think he did it was, um, at the time he was with Chubby Chandler at ISM. Yeah. And he was like, you need to get used to traveling. You need to get used to living out of suitcase, going abroad. Yeah. Because... There's, at the time, there was nothing that would sort of give you that experience to what you'd experience on the European tour, where you could be away for four or five weeks of the year. So that's why he went over there. Ah, very interesting. So back to the players, because we've got quite, even though it's still going on and Casey's just hit a nice shot out of the rough there, got a long putt, but he got himself out of trouble. We could just do the commentary. We could, now, couldn't right? we? <laughs> um, there's been quite a lot that's happened. Not all good stuff. Well, let's start with the good stuff, right? Let's start with Shane Lowry, because that yeah. was a good moment. So Shane Lowry, I think I've lost track of which round and when it was. I think it was his third round. It's all merged into one. It is. He got holding, got holding one on the 17th and it was a good shot. Pitching wedge. I think he was playing 137 yards and he had like a little sawn off like finish, half, yep. half follow through and spun, it, spun the ball back towards the flag, didn't he? And yep. the celebration was class. Oh, it was mint. It was so good. Like he was playing with Ian Poulter as well, which obviously helps that. So they're chest bumping on the on the tee box. I think I think if you can have a hole in one, there's one player you want to have it with. It's Ian Poulter, and it definitely be Ian Poulter. Yeah, because he's hyping you up just as much, especially with them both being sort of Ryder Cup teammates as well. It's um, must have been huge. And again, that hole is probably the most watched hole. On, like by fans on the day it's almost it, it's, it's not like, like the waste management yeah, but, but, but it but is as well I isn't bet it? you there's near enough the same similar amount of fans but obviously they're, they're a bit further away so it's not as much of a cauldron yeah but it's I think as well what makes it more special is the sort of hype and the pressure around that hole like yeah. getting a hole in one is special regardless yeah yeah but when all the talk is don't put it in the water don't put it in the water don't put it in the water yeah. It becomes even more special, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, and fair dues to him. Like, there, there's been plenty of stuff that goes out, like, where would you put it? There was someone that shanked it into the water, and that you normally get one of them a year, like, to get a hole well, in I one. Tell you who's, I tell you who's, um, who's, uh, who's, who's capable of one of them, his playing partner, Hole Polo. He's not, he's not shy of a shank. Like to get to get a hole in one, that hole is, is seriously yeah, th- impressive. There's some crazy stats. So, um, Okay, so this is the 10th ace on number 17 in history. 
oh, only the tenth. Nice. And you think, right? How short it's a yeah. bit. It's a bit like Amen Corner. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the Masters. It's sort of easy, but it's not easy because the wind's swelling from every single direction. And that's the thing. And I think it's what what people. People see it, in, and as a club golfer, I'd like to think I'd be able to hit a green from 130 yards. Well, this is the thing. I mean? It's probably the most huge... That and the, and, and, and Augusta... Let's say not Augusta, because there's a big elevation change. Yeah. But you give these guys a flat yardage from between 120 to 140, let's say, at a back yeah. flag. Yeah. They're hitting the green every single time with and, no water around but it. But it's not even that, though. They're hitting it to a foot. Well, they're, they're accurate. Let's say they're hitting it inside 15 feet. Yeah, like... Okay, maybe I'm over-exaggerating. Yeah, they're, they're Josh, I just want to say one thing. Ah, it's really hurt my elbow. <laughs> what were you going to say? It's probably calm. It's calm. What were you going to say then? I say you really over-exaggerated. Well, they're good. Like They hit it to a foot. Like, they're... Because, speaking about that, we're going to talk about that again in a minute, actually. But well, let's just talk about the pressure of this. Because, like you said, you, you stick them on a flat bit of grass, 140 yards, they're hitting the green every time. Yeah. It And I'd like to think, as a club golfer... From 130 yards, mm. I'm eight out of ten. I'm going to hit the green. I'd like to think I'm quite confident at that. Joe, we should do with a pitching wedge. Joe, we should do. We should put this to the actual test. Yeah. How many times did Josh hit the green? Ten balls, 125 yards. Yeah. I'll do that. So I'd like to think when I'd, we next I'd, play, I'd right. we'll 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 make sure we put a few bits and we'll put a reel on our how to in a good walk um, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, okay. And you're saying 80 percent? I reckon. I'd like Ooh. to think I'd, I'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you and, what. And you've got to back yourself, haven't you? But you stick a bit of water around it, mm. and obviously the weather was ridiculous this week. But bit of weather, bit of water, and it instantly changes. Yeah, that pressure is more the because as much as these guys are good, they still have to be thinking: don't put it in the water, don't put it in the water, don't put it in the water. So it'd be very, very interesting. And that we, we we can't find the number of how because the event's not finished of how many have gone in the water on that hole. But uh-huh. it's it's interesting to watch them and watch them try and fathom this hole out, which should in essence be an easy hole for them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just to put it in perspective, um, approach shots to the green between 150 and 175 yards can only find this stat. Is Webb Simpson is the top of the 2022 season? He's 81 percent. So I know that's a little bit further out because we're saying inside 140, 130. I think I thought they'd be better than that. Maybe I've overread myself. <laughs> You've really overread yourself. Or maybe <laughs> maybe you're in the wrong career if you get no, an eight, if you get eighty no, percent. Because actually, the issue might not be that. Well, it might have taken me three shots to get two hundred twenty yards. Um, and that lies Josh's problems. <laughs> so, but that's the point, isn't it? Like, but as a club golfer, and I think a lot of club golfers would feel that. With a pitching wedge in their hand, yeah, from that distance they're going to do all right. But I also think, as a tip here, I think you all get too hard on yourself, and you think you've got to hit it dead close. Yeah. Definitely. Whereas actually, as a club golfer, if you just hit the green with any iron shot yeah. that you've got, you're cooking on gas. Yeah, definitely. It's about center of the green, isn't it? Really. Okay, so that was a good thing. Yes. Okay, I want you. I want. I'm, I'm, this is really funny because there's a funny story around this. But let's talk about Matt Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking last week about how many balls go in the water on 17, and we. We didn't play this golf course, did we? So never mind, ignore no. me. Um, there's a lot of water around the golf course itself. Yeah. Not just on 17. So 18 is water all the way down the left. And the PJ Tour put a post on, right, after round two. And then 50 balls had gone in the water on 18. It's a lot of balls. Yeah. And one golf club. 
Now, the video is class. So Matt Wolf has hit his drive. Just like he, drops it. Yeah, he's hit like a big draw, basically. Yeah. He's overdrawn it. I'm not going to say hook because it's it, I hit hook. He hits a draw, right? He's hit a big draw and he's overdrawn it and it's gone splash off the tee. He's then taken a drop, right? And he's, he's pushed his neck shot with an iron to the right, mm. which again could be a... Don't hit it in the water again. Don't hit it in the water again. Yeah. Moment, um, and it's out the thicker rough by by the by the water and things like that. He's then just sort of not thrown his club, but literally like on his follow through, just gone, dropped his club in the water. Like that's how close he was. to Le- Legendary, <laughs> literally class. So fifty balls, happened round two, fifty balls and one club in the water. Okay, so, so I've got a funny story on this, right? So, but before that, okay, so me and Josh. Said last last week we'd sort of guess how many balls went in. Yeah. But unfortunately, because this round hasn't finished, like there's no point doing this right now. No. So we'll give you a bit of an update next week. But here's an interesting stat. Just a quick update: um, Cameron Smith just gone birdie, 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 three, four, eleven under par. He's got a two shot lead. Oh. Um. Okay. So this is like not unofficial official stats. Yeah. On seventeenth at Augusta at Augusta at TPC Sawgrass. So the PJ Tour estimates between 100,000 and 120 golf balls find their way in the water surrounding the 17th green at TPC. Whilst the PJ Tour doesn't say publicly how many rounds are played at the course every year, it probably works out on average, on average, listen to this bit, three to four golf balls per player in the water. <laughs> and just to put, just to confirm, this is not, not talking about the pros here. They're no, talking no, no. about... This is like Joe Me Box and you, paying, paying, and pay, paying and playing and, and going around. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of gold balls. Which, first thing, it'd be amazing to go and play there. Oh, my God. Second thing, I can see why. Because in, in, even not, not in a situation of being in a competition, but as a club golfer, you turn up to play this, you're not only thinking, don't put it in the water, you're thinking, oh, my God, this place is amazing. Like, yeah. There's so many things going on in your head. That, hitting that shot is going to be ridiculously hard. Yeah. Ridiculous hard, and it's 130 yards. That, that that surprised me. Three to four per player. That's a lot. Um, it's, it's basically like 15 quid. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like like me when I started at Northern. <laughs> the Mersey was... Three to four around. <laughs> to the right of the Mersey. Soon stopped that. Maybe that's why you hook it. Maybe, maybe. it's just maybe subconscious. It's just, yeah. Okay, back to my story. So, um, similar story to this. I threw a club into the water. Yes, you heard me right. I threw a club into the water. So, I was playing Panina. Um, if we work out what hole oh, it was. Oh, God. Five, six, seventh, right? It's yeah. a short par four. Okay. You hit Reachable like... Or... No, well, you can have the forward tee, but I was... Yeah. I was this is basically this period where I was trying to... I would turn pro and I was going out to Portugal in the winter and really working hard on my game and basically trying to get into a situation where I could go on top, Yeah. right? So I was playing around like I was putting like a card in for nine holes. Like I was really trying to... Put myself under pressure. Yeah. Like a pressure round. So I've hit a three and a half of the tee, perfect shot in position. And then I've had basically probably 100 yards in. I've missed the green. <laughs> oh. And I've just gone, like, I've like hit the shot, I've swung back, and then I've made like another, like, you know when you hit like, trying like, you really swing past the goal ball really fast. Yeah, like a bit like you, like a frustration. Like, yeah. But I've let go of the club on the way halfway through. Like, Did you mean to let go of well, the club? Well, yeah, but to throw it like in front of me. I'm not a club thrower, really. Like, I'm not a club thrower. Like, I'm a club breaker in the past. I'm changed and converted. Um, <laughs> converted to a thrower now. <laughs> but, like, I'd never done it before, so I'd let go of it. But I'd mistimed the release. Oh. It's a bit like you when you hook it. Cheers. Um, 
and I'm like <laughs> let go of it too late and my dad was caddying for me like with me uh... all you see is it's like a draw starting off straight and <laughs> splash splash but the running joke was obviously I'm there for like four weeks it's in the middle of this water and my seven iron just sticking out for the next four weeks I'm like do I go in I can't go in surely uh, did you go in no I think I'm still there probably or someone's been in someone's been in to it. get it suddenly it, it went um, but I was trying to find one of the ball picker upper guys. I was like, right, look, can, I'll give you a tenner or whatever. Like, yeah. I'll buy a buy a box of balls off you. Yeah. If you go and get my club, weren't there? Weren't there? Oh, mate. And how long into the trip were you? Oh, I was early doors. So, early doors. So you not only. So I played that whole season with a seven out and didn't match my set. <laughs> did you get another one while you were out there? No, or did no. you? you so you just became very good at a hard eight iron or a soft <laughs> or six. <laughs> you got to learn. You got to learn. Just got to. F- Gotta play with your clubs half sets today, lads. Half sets. Evens only. <laughs> no odds. So let's move on and talk it about it. It still could be there, if I'm honest. Reckon. Should dive in and have you should, should go and have a look. It's a it's a PSI shaft, Project Sex, lightweight, almost looks like graphite, but it's a lightweight steel with a Lamkin grip. Um on a uh Probably need regripping now. Probably need regripping now on a lovely Strix and iron. Nice. Very nice bladed. Very Not bladed, nice. like muscle back. Muscle back, lovely. Said seven four fives. <laughs> Right, let's talk about the weather. Yeah. Because, not, I'm not talking the weather here, because it's actually lovely at the minute. Yeah, fair. The weather in Florida, to say it's the least, torrential. has been inclement. Great Ooh, word. That's a big word. Great word. So, first round, rain. Torrential mm. rain, lightning. It really annoys me, this, when it's a big tournament. I, I think it sort of detracts from the tournament. Yeah, like, going to be honest, I lost my way with it. I like to keep up to date, obviously, because I do the research for the podcast, so I've got to know my stuff. And I just turn the pretty face. And, I was, <laughs> and I'm going on the app, I'm trying to keep up with scores, watching a bit, and I've just lost track of where things were up to. Mm. Like, the weather was terrible. Like, when it happens at the Masters, it really, it really annoys me, because it's like, this is the biggest tournament, just be nice weather. Yeah, yeah. And then round two slash three, God knows where we're up to, slash the end of round one, it was not only rain, but then the wind. Mm. And like... I know these guys are unreal, but and it's good to see them tested. Mm. But some of the scores that came in, it was just like oh, ridiculous, ridiculous because the the conditions were. That's that like Finau, like he wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm guess, I'm guessing. Obviously, I don't know, but he got on the wrong side of the draw. Yeah, you so, make you make excuses. Yeah, for your poor pick, but no, like but, that, you talk about that the open, don't you? Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Like the open is very much made up of if you get the right side of the draw. Um, I mean, last year's Open was just brilliant weather, so it didn't affect it. But no, this year, St. Andrews, like, it can it can soon, soon affect your... Even just the wind change, whatever it is. Like, certain weather conditions can really play toil on, on what you can shoot, what you can score, what what, what becomes par for the golf course. Like, yeah. I've been caddying for Tom. Like, we've been out in the morning, and, like, 400 par was, like, par for the golf course that day, that morning, because it was playing soft, it was no wind. In the afternoon, like, we'd be on, on, on the next day, because basically how it works is... And on Thursday and Friday, you play two rounds and there's a cut. You get a morning tea time and afternoon tea time. Usually, like, yeah. le- like you're either late morning or then yeah. late afternoon. Or yeah. early morning, early afternoon. Yeah. So you always get one or the other uh, over the two rounds. So you're going to face the change in the weather. And usually, in the afternoon, in these hot climates, the wind does get up. That's a bit of a weatherman to know that, do you? Um, <laughs> and you notice, you, you go out first day if you're in the morning and think, oh, it's quite easy this. Go out second day, you're thinking, jeez. Yeah. Like, level bar's good here. Yeah. And and that that's sort of well, it's a it's a fair thing, but yeah. But so let's just the first two rounds with some of these big name players here: Jordan Spieth, seventy two, and then seventy nine. Well, that's his prime example. He shot, let's say, level par. Yeah. Then plus, then plus seven. Par. Yeah. Um, 
Same for Kepka, 72 and then 81. So he could be on the bad weather both times. Like you'd fancy those two players being two or three under par. Xander's a good... Uh, Xander, is that... Uh, Marikawa, Marikawa, 73, 75. Yeah. Uh, Xander Schofield, 73, 78. I mean, just a prime, that's a prime example of what I'm saying. Like, you've seen they've probably been in the dodgy conditions, but okay. I mean, that's a that's a perfect example. Jason Day, 69 first round. Going nice. 78. So that, that's a prime example of what I'm saying. Like, Your man had a shocker, not going to lie. 76, 77. 76, 75. <laughs> Racing car numbers there. <laughs> but like, let, and let's put this into a bit more perspective. Justin Thomas came out and said, I hit two pitching wedges, 185 yards today. And the five would 193. There you go. Like, we're talking 35 plus mile an hour wind that they're playing in. And Hey, we played in that. Did we? No. Mad. <laughs> like, here's another one, Keegan Bradley. I hit nine iron from 95 yards. And then a couple of holes later, I hit nine iron from 208 yards. Yeah, I think, well, to put it in perspective, you think of your Saturday comp, like, I know whether you, it makes a big difference. Yeah. But also... I think it can go two ways. I used to, when it wasn't obviously wind, I think rain's a lot easier to play in than wind. Uh, obviously, to a point, not, yeah. not like torrential. Um, but, like, when it was wet, I always used to knuckle down. I used to like it yeah. because I thought, oh, half the field are going to be sort of be not asked about this. But I don't think you can say that at that level. No. When you're winning 3.6 million for the first prize, no, yeah, I think everybody's going to be asked. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it was just, it's just ridiculous. But then on the back of that, I think in his second round, Justin Thomas managed a bogey-free round. Yeah. So, it, it, as much as it's testing, and obviously, if you can get it right, mm. and I mean, I don't know, I'm not seeing the leaderboard where he's at right now, but that's seriously impressive. Yeah. So, let's look at 17th hole in round two. two only two birdies. This is a 130-yard hole. Yeah. Two birdies, 34 pars, 10 bogeys, 10 doubles, and four triples or worse. Yeah, but you've got to also think that. that absolutely. The bloody waves in the water. Eh? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but mate, there's, a, there's a video going round of Matt Fitzpatrick hitting the port, and you can see the wind like buffeting yeah. the ball. It's madness. It's like, usually like open. But let's go into on, on that weather point. Like a lot of you may have seen like things of Ian Porter making a dash for it. Like yes. it's not the first time he's done this. No, like, he did a, it last year. There's a funny thing saying when, when you realise F1 drives survives on and you want to get back for the premier. Big Formula One fan. Big Formula One fan. <laughs> and me and Josh are Formula One fans. Yes. Um But what what we're saying here is it's like basically like it comes to a point where um, if there's a delay, like not all the field will, will finish play. Yep. So they'll play up to last light. So what but what you can do is if you tee off the last hole before the klaxon, you can then finish that hole, which would have meant that imagine getting a five o'clock tee time to go and play one hole and then not to be off for four hours time because you're going to be last off yeah. or near enough last off or three hours time, whatever it is. So essentially like a lot of players will run and if one of your players in your team so it's only one of them's I got a tee so. off. I think so. I might be wrong on that. Because because I think no, I think you must be right because surely Ian Potter's not going to play the hole on his own. You can't leave your group, can you, well, you to play forward? No, but they would they would they would walk up the hole with him. They could. But what I think you can do is they can choose whether they want to play or not. Yeah. Right. But he wouldn't have to go back in the well, morning. No, no, he would. So this is the thing, right? So you'd have to go back and mark their card. So, so he's obviously turned to them and said, right, lads. I want to play this one. I don't want to come back early in the morning. Yeah, let's if I go and make the tea, yeah. we can all go and play. Yeah. But equally, imagine I said that to you, you could go, no, I, I can't see the golf ball here. I don't feel comfortable playing. Like we've yeah. had it before, me and Tom, where we're like, like you know, we want an extra four or five hours in bed. Yeah. Like, 
Well, that's, yeah, that's recovery, right? Of course it is. Um, otherwise, come back and you've got to then sit around the clubhouse. And it's just a pain. Being around people on a tour is just horrible for hours. <laughs> people just talk shit. <laughs> Literally, people just talk shit. So the least time you can spend there, the possible, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so we, we, made, we made a dash for it, tried to be teed off. We finished the hole, but the guy, one of the guys is like, nah, I don't no. want to finish it. I'm not, I'm not comfortable. I don't, I'm not going to play my best golf at this light. I can't see the putts. I can't do this. So we had to come back in the morning. And didn't hit any balls. Just walked down one hole. So you played the hole, and then did you go back, or did you have to stay there for this for the next round? Well, we just stayed around. There. Oh, nightmare. Yeah. But so he runs. They because I'm I'm assuming he said turn to his playing partners. I don't know who he's playing with at the time. And said, "Look, lads, let's get this done. Yeah. I'll run. Yeah. And are you happy to tee off? And they've obviously gone. Yeah, he's not going to run otherwise, is he? Yeah. Um. But back to the back to the point of the scoring. Xander Schofield, he went from tied ninth to tied 90th mm. in two holes. Mm. And this is purely, at like, I'm, I mean, yes, these guys can hit bad shots, mm-hmm. but I'm not having it that that's not because of the conditions. It, it, it can't be. Like, it be. But, it, but this shows how hard it's been this week. Before we move on, I just quickly want to mention, because we haven't mentioned it, we can't not mention it, Victor Hovland's holding one on the 8th. In his third round. Nah, it's not 17, doesn't count. <laughs> it's not the same. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. It's not the same. It was 219 yards, I want to say. What would you be hitting there for, Ian? Yeah. And probably running it up. <laughs> Three iron. Fair play. Well done. It's not 17. It's shame how it wins. Um, <laughs> what I want to ask you a question is this, okay. is, a, this, is, a, this, is, this is a good one. Last thing before we move on to the next part of this next chapter. Basically, some more talking. Yeah. Um, Okay, and you guys get involved in this. Like, if I said to you, you play this, you play, we're playing Sawgrass, and you get 17th, and I said, Josh, right, if you hit the green, I'll give you £1,000. Yeah. Here and now, £1,000 if right. you hit the green. Okay? okay. But if you miss the green, you can't play golf for a whole year. Now, bear in mind, we have coming up. St. Andrews. Yes. Montrose. Yes. Ladybank. Yes. And maybe other golf courses up in Scotland. Yes. No other golf for, the, for an entire year. So just think of what other golf you can miss out on. Or would you back yourself to the green? I'm, now, ta- now, I'm, I'm taking that £1,000 off you, mate. No, look, look, look at the stats. You, you said you said you did it 80%. You. As long as it's a calm day. You're better than PJ Tour average. <laughs> I'm not. As long as it's a calm day, I'm taking the No, I'm, I'm saying it, it's just got to be just, it's, It can't just be dry. It says, can't be fringe. Can't be the little bunker. You didn't say that. No, no, no. It's, said, I said hit the green. Uh, yeah, I'd hit the green. It's got to be on the short stuff. Yeah, I'd hit the green. I'd back myself. I'd back myself. I think you'd crumble. I don't I think, think you'd, I think you'd fat it. I think you'd be getting your wallet out. I think the old knees would go. <laughs> I think you'd... Literally. I think you'd... Give one of them. Dive into it. I reckon it'd be chunked about five yards in front of you. I reckon it'd be dry, but still on the short stuff of the tee box. That's harsh. That I is do, harsh. I, I, I think it was in lacrosse, but I'd back you, but I just wouldn't back you in that situation. Sorry, mate. That's a pretty horrible thing to say about my co-host, isn't it? Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Look, we talk the truth in this podcast. We do, we do. Well, you do, apparently. That's mean, though. Harsh. I just chat shit and claim that I hit 80% from 120. But... Yeah, so you got it right, you chat shit. <laughs> Before we move on, though, what are you going to do then? You can try and go for it. I'm for taking it? your money. No, I don't. I'm taking your money. But before we move on from the players, it's been a bit of a weird one because we haven't got results. Mm. So we'll discuss this a little bit next time. The one thing that we mentioned is this is 
the fifth major, isn't it? The unofficial oh, I fifth we were major. Talk about this, yeah. Right, and everyone says it. It's constantly. It's the fifth major. The players. It's the biggest event on the PGA Tour outside of the majors. Blah 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 blah. Why is it not then a major? Why can't it be a major? It's a history, wouldn't it? But I agree. I, I definitely think it should be. Like, I but, think. I don't, it, it makes no sense to me. All the to top players play it. Literally everyone. It's three point six million prize, and that's like the same as what you get for winning the way, Open. If you come sixty third, you get forty three grand. <laughs> to making the cut, basically, you get forty three grand. Yeah. Now I know that sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. But put that in perspective, like you probably got to raise a million to keep your card. So yeah. it's it's. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. it, it's costing you five grand a week to play. So you're still making profit, granted, but you ain't keeping your card doing that every week. No. No. Um. But why, 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 why is it, is it just, I'd say history, but I don't, well, things have got to change. But things like got to change. I, I would be all for making this a major. I think for me, it signifies the start of the season. I know it's already the start of the season. The 2020 season actually started last year. Yeah. But for me, it's like, this is the point at which I'm like, oh, I'm interested in golf now. Cause I know the masses around the corner. Yeah. I would, I would have it as a major personally. Yeah. I've just found another stat. Mm. that is not relevant to any stats we were going to say we would discuss. Mm. To finish round one, mm. it took 54 hours and 16 minutes. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And that's purely because of the weather. Yeah, that's with delays, don't forget. Yeah. Not, not sure there for 54 hours like that. <laughs> slow play. <laughs> <laughs> that is the definition of slow play right there, sir. Um, right, so let's leave the players there. We'll give you the results next week. When we know what's happening. Yeah. I'll As go. it stands now, Smith is still leading by one shot from Lahiri. And we're both calling Casey. Yeah. Casey is third with Kisner and Knox at eight under. And Hovland, Henley and, I hope I'm saying this right, Gim, a seven under par. So, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes from now. And if you listen to this, it will have finished, hopefully, if the weather doesn't change. Yeah, it will have finished by the time. But we'll bring the results starts. next week. So... Next talking points, as he flicks the page over. Okay. So, next on our list is Ryder Cup captaincies. Yes. Now, there were some rumours that Luke Donald was going to be in the hot seat. Yeah, and I think um, on our Tony Jackson episode, he mentioned Luke Donald, and he also mentioned Henrik Stenson as well, didn't he? Yeah, but apparently now, rumours are that Stenson... His favorite. Yeah. Okay. So, what 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 makes a good Ryder Cup captain then, Josh? Because you're a captain of the your lacrosse team. What makes a good captain? Um, Do you have to be the best player? Or no? No. I don't think so. I think experience. I nearly was really horrible there. I, I nearly was really horrible. There. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not the best player. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's you doing yourself a very, very injustice. Actually, just on a side note, um, Josh won his semi final at the weekend. Congratulations. Thank you, mate. The team played very well. Makes a we good did. captain, didn't he? We did. Um, no, but Josh is a very good player in all, all things. But um, uh, she was nice. Uh, but okay, what makes a good Ryder Cup captain? Oh, there's a good captain because essentially when you're, you're you're basically captaining a team. Yeah, I think for this experience is massive. So ha- you have to have played before. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go into that environment having not been there before mm. because it's not just pick the best players and they play because uh, or pick the best informed players I mean it technically is informed because a lot of it's done in order of merit but they could have had a great start to the year won a few events done this and that but then be tailing off 
Like it's not like you're going out and saying, right, you, 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 and you, you're you've won the last three events between you or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna play because maybe that they've been terrible all year. So yeah. you've got to be able to manage players where they are in their season. Yeah. Okay, everyone gets up for it. You've got to make picks. So are you picking the right guys? Are you are you picking an Ian Poulter because he's good for the team room? Or do you pick a lad that's absolutely flying? And so you're saying so, so it's so, it's tricky. So you're saying that makes a captain as being a good picker and good people person, basically. Yeah, but you've ha- but you have to have the experience of it. Okay. I don't think you could just go into it and be like Would you have to have won before to be a captain? No, I don't think you've got to have won. I think it helps because you know what win- what it feels like and what you need to do. Mm. But they're all winners. All these guys are winners. All these guys that are going to be in that conversation have won something. So they, they they know what they need to do to win preparation-wise. I just think that that experience is vital. I don't think you can do it without Yeah, it. I agree. Now, if I think of like a team captain, like, like you think, I think of like Roy Keane or somebody like that. Like I don't think that would work. No, no. <laughs> Roy Keane, are you going to be... Put him in the hot seat. But no, my point is like a club captain uses like a... If you go like old traditional captain, is like a scary person. Maybe that's changed as a modern day captain. Probably the most yeah. approachable player in the team yeah. is probably the captain now. Um, but wonder if it's like that in golf. Like, no. is it that person that's like, oh, you don't play or like, come on, you can do this? No, I, I think it's going to be more of an arm around the shoulder. I don't think like it's weird because it's not like it's hard because you're captaining a team of, of individuals. individuals. Yeah. You're not captaining a team where, yes, all these individuals have to do their job to win, mm. but and they are playing together in foursomes and four balls, but you're playing your own game, aren't you? Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to the final day, singles, you're captaining a team of blokes that are just going out playing around the golf on their own. Yeah. Like, they're not, it's, it's completely different to captain anything else. And it's weird because I, I always wondered why the captain didn't play. Yeah. Why has the captain ever played? Why Why is that a thing? Uh, I think because how it works is he drives around, he's looking after players. Yeah. And as a captain, you can go and talk to everybody. Yeah. As a spice captain, you can go and yeah. support. Like, it's not like you sit in the room and that's it. Yeah. You're very much a vocal person going around. Okay, so outside of them two, Stenson and McDonald, who do you think would be a good captain? Has is, is Colin Montgomery ever done it? Yeah, he won. He's done it, he won. I don't know, you know. Like... Of players that are playing now that I think would be a good captain, I think Lee Westwood, I think Ian yeah, Poulter. Yeah. Because those guys have been there and done it. And there also Poulter, but but I think they'd be Ian Poulter would be very different to a Stenson. Ian yeah. Poulter would be stood there with his top off swinging around and say, Come on. Yeah, he'd be wanting to play every shot yeah. for them. He he'd remind me of a bit like a Sevy sort of thing. Like Correct. he'd be wanting to play the shot for you. Yeah, where Stenson would be a very Calming. Yeah, that's how it strikes me. Very calming. Everyone relax. Stay calm. Where Ian Paul's headbutting lockers like, come on, getting him going. Do you know what I mean? Like Eminem in the Eminem in the dressing room. Yeah, I've been the moment. <laughs> I think it'd be. I think it'd be just like that. But, okay, so who you who, who you picking outside them two for and for our next captaincy? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm gonna go Westwood. I'm gonna go with it. I uh, think. I think it's gonna go. This is what I think. I think it's gonna go Stenson, Westwood, Donald. Do you think? Yeah, I think obviously Westwood's probably playing good enough to be in there. Yeah. But in the next two years, maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, and he alluded it to it potentially being his last, didn't he? Yeah. At the last one, so yeah. So I, I think I think it goes Stenson and then um, Westwood. 
what is in Central will do the next one, then Westwood will do the one yeah, after that. Yeah, and then I think Donald. See, I... Because Luke Donald's won it as well. That's it. Yeah. But again, he doesn't strike me as... But then I'd, 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 I maybe I've not watched enough golf of old. Don't forget Casey. Casey's another one, but I think he's still Probably playing. Good enough to yeah, play, yeah, good enough to play. Um, they got Rose, still good enough to play. Justin Rose. Oh God, there's so many. I, I think I'm going to go Stenson, Westwood, Poulter. Interesting. Donald. Then Donald. Then Donald after that. I, I, I think I, Donald will be one day. But couldn't they can do more than one, can't they? Yeah. Well, Jesus, mate. Well, you, know, you interviewed no, Tony Jacklin. Yeah, I know you interviewed Tony Jacklin, but that was then. Now. Yeah, you can do as many times. Like, why is. Why is Hampton people just tend on. to do one. Like, but maybe. I didn't know. If, I know we interviewed Tony Jacklin, but why? I thought something may have changed. No, no. You can do more than one. Because the Americans staying the same. It's strict. Strict, I think, might be doing it again. Well, we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's an interesting conversation. We'll keep up to date with it because when will they announce it? Soon. Next couple of weeks. No, no next couple of months. Okay, so this is a big thing. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Oh, that's, that's not a call for. I think everyone listens to this podcast. It's their hero, mate. So take that right back. I'll take it back. What you um, did. You. Hall of Famer. What would, before we talk about Hall of Famer, what did you say to me the other day if Tiger came back to the Masters and won? What would you do? I forgot. Cry. Oh, yeah, I'd cry. You've already done it once. I'd cry when he won last time. <laughs> it's fine. Mate, the guy's a goat. The guy is the goat, correct? Correct. So go on, Hall of Famer. I don't think about time. Well, it was inevitable, wasn't it? I just, I, I, if you look at American football, you can be a Hall of Famer and still be playing. Can you though? I don't, I don't think Tom Brady's Hall of Famer. Or is it something that happens at your knee career? I, that's the thing. That's what I was shocked at it. Because I thought it would be more something that when he says, right, I'm done, they go, right, here you go, mate. Yeah, but are you Get ever in done in golf? Like he can yes. play the majors. He can play the majors as long as he wants. Yeah, I know, but like Jack Nicklaus is done in golf, isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's not. It's played... a very good point. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know. I know what you mean. Can you ever be done in golf? Yeah, he could play till he's sixty, but there's going to become a point where he's done in golf. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where he can't swing it and he can't play. Yeah. And he's teeing up with Jack Nicklaus as yeah. the honorary starter. Yeah. I think that I I was a bit shocked when he got it. I I'm not against it. The guy is the goat. The guy is the greatest of all time. And you're just shocked at the timing. I'm shocked at the timing. Yes. Because when I saw it, I was like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute, is this it? Is Is he announcing his retirement? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And thankfully, he hasn't. But is this it? And something else that was, I think, quite when he did his speech and he spoke about his family. Yeah. Like. It's a big thing, I think. So basically, I got this idea from Talksport. Everyone here, cheers, Talksport. They were basically <laughs> talking about what he said about his dad remortgaging yeah. the house. Like, so just to give you an idea, like if you're going to play golf tournaments as an amateur, like, and the level he was, you're traveling around the world. It's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like remortgage the house to do that. So like, you're sort of all balls to the floor there as a family member, like. You're banking sent, on yeah, it, in essence. Sent him to Stanford University. Mm. And for him to then basically not repay his dad, I don't think he ever thinks about that. I don't think he used those words. But to take full advantage of that opportunity, it's a, it's a massive sacrifice for his family. But obviously, it's it's, phew, it's but, paid off. It's paid off massively. But for a kid that I guess was what? How old would he well, have been? Would he be 15, 15 16, 16 at the time? It's a big... That's a lot of pressure. 
Yeah, and like, I'm sure a lot of families do it, and it doesn't come off in America. Like, yeah. thing is with golf, right? You got to remember, like, if he played at that level and he was American footballer, he would have been offered a, a full scholarship. I'm sure he'd offered a full scholarship at Stanford, but outside of that, you still got to pay a lot of money for stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, um, well, certain situations you will and you won't, but it depends because he could go to Stanford, and a lot of the money could be pumped into the football. Yeah, not the golf. Yeah. I so, think it was a strong golf team, so yeah, I, I, I would assume that there's quite a lot of money or patrons that would. Put, put a lot of money in but my point with this is like golf is a very individual sport so like imagine you're not as good as tiger woods for you to go and play let's put it on mini tour yeah. right so i'll be yeah. in the situation these things cost like 300 pounds a tournament it's for, not cheap for one day tournament and what, what what's your potential prize from that depends how many people play you basically you're basically betting on yourself it's a bet that's mad that isn't yeah. it 300 quid but so like you could pay one of them playing one of them a week two of them a week yeah Literally, mad. But this is my this is what I wanted to get into because golf's obviously a very individual sport, but usually when you play team sports, so basically Josh has played a high level across, and I want to get into this because putting a comparison in here and bringing it to life, like if you play a team sport, usually like you think that all oh, that stuff's paid for. But yeah, yeah, you so, had to yeah, pay certain to, levels, yeah. You had to pay to play in these events. Pretty much like what I'm saying here is like there's probably a lot of people, and maybe you're listening to this and you've got kids and or your your dad or whatever is sort of Funded you. Funded you. Like, it'd be interesting to hear like your sort of your story on it because, like, I couldn't have played without. No. Sort of it. And then I actually got a job. Yeah. To try and, and pay for it as well and play. I, I mean, I was the same with my lacrosse. I couldn't. I couldn't have done what I've done and played where I've played and and played to the level that I played at without my parents. Yeah. Like, not just, but it's not just. So how, why did that work like that? Like, because like you played England lacrosse, right? <laughs> my, yeah, in my 19, head, yeah. Like, if you played England golf. Right, this is I know this for a fact. I'm not not for me. I didn't do it. But people who played England golf, like they got given a budget to spend each year. If you were top five in the country, yeah, like you got given a budget. I don't know what exactly what it was, but let's say five thousand pounds to spend on your golf. That's equipment. That's lessons. That's travel. That's whatever. That basically pretty much covered you as an amateur. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. But why? Why? Why don't you get it? But are those, so are those guys pros? No. No, no, no. This is like, for example, I know I don't. Bronte Law was a junior at my golf club. Yeah, she was one of the best in the country for for her age, yeah. maybe fifteen, sixteen. So she got given money by England Golf because obviously they wanted to help out mm. and they wanted to they back basically giving her the everything she could possibly do to become a, the best player she could. And well, look at her. But why, like a team sport? I don't know. Uh, we, well, we we lacrosse is for stars amateur in this country. There's no professional. Yeah, but she was an amateur. Yeah, but there's no professional. There's no no, no professional at all. Right. And yeah. also, it's not in the media, is it? Mm. So there's no funding. So if you play... So a lot of that England golf stuff will be funded by maybe the lottery. They'll get a national lottery fund- right. funding. Right, it's, Olymp- it it's an Olympic sport. Right. So they get It wasn't an Olympic sport at the time, though. Golf wasn't. No, not at the time. But it's in the media, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And they want it to be successful, and they want players to be successful, and, and it's going to be in the public eye, and that's where the money comes from. Lacrosse isn't like that. So everything that we did, okay, we got sponsors and like one, but one of the other players' dads, his company sponsored our helmets and bought the right. helmets for the team. Like it, it's just completely different. Yeah. Like and I, I, like I said, I was lucky enough, and like okay, it wasn't. We're not talking remortgages in a house, but it was a lot of money Still that a lot of money, yeah. my parents had to pay out for me to 
have that experience of going and playing for yeah. England. And I think it's interesting because, like, trying to perform at a high level costs a lot of money. No, but, like, but this thing, it, international level lacrosse for England, the, you're paying a, a direct debit a month to mm. play, to train. You got pay to play to train, play to go to. Madness, the, so, like, yeah. the GB men's uh, sixes team are going to um, Alabama to play in the new sixes format World Championships. Two and a half grand each. So if you think about like what you're saying is like even though it's a team sport, it's as close as you can get to being like a, an individual sport like golf. Yeah. Like like basically like if you don't perform, obviously you don't get paid for the cost amateur, but like golf, like if you don't perform, the it's like a pressure cooker. Yeah, hundred percent. Every like, time you go, and like don't get me wrong, my parents there was never any pressure at all. Like just go out, enjoy it, mm. have the experience. But in your head, you're thinking. Paid an awful lot of money. Yeah, I could better play well. Yeah. That's what was going through my head. And it's right. just interesting. Like, obviously, he's come out the other side of it. Tiger Woods, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, but he basically put it down to him, what his words were. Like, he wouldn't have got there without his parents. Without his parents. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I'm the same. Like, and the, the, but the amazing thing about Tiger is he was like kid prodigy. And yes, that's the thing. Like, like it's like, a tricky one though because you could look at it in, the, in another way. And so many kids are prodigies, aren't they? Yeah, but his dad's is his dad like nah? It's hard because nowadays it'd be he's putting too much pressure on that kid. Well, yeah, I, and you probably people would probably still argue that today. But yeah, but but then look how Tiger, good he is now. You'd, you'd ask Tiger, and he'd be like, "Well, I needed to that to be this good." Uh, yeah, that's his. That's his. Mentality. I am more down that route. Like, yeah, I am more down that route of like because dad was in the army, I think. And, and quote, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. And, I don't know. I'm on that room. But anyway, it's about time and hopefully yeah. it's not the end of his retirement. No, fingers crossed. I, I I wanted to see him in the Masters. I really do. Right, let's get into tip of the week. Yes. Tip of the week. So this is the section where I give you a tip. But before I give you a tip, Josh, come on. Give, give us give us your lesson that you gave Dave. <laughs> well, it was quite funny. We, were, we often talk about golf in the office. Christ, I think it's the only thing you talk about. <laughs> um, a tiny bit of work and then a little bit of golf. We were chatting because we are playing this weekend and he was just, just chit-chatting away and he goes... And he comes out, out and he says, we've got like a bit of space in the office. And he goes, I'm, when I'm in, in, my, in my, my backswing, my, my, I'm like bringing my front foot up a little bit. Like, lean, like leaning more on my weight on my, my right, his right side to so his trail side. Oh, I'll give him dropping a keyword uh, in there. And he was like, um, why, is that, is that an issue? Why, why am I doing that? Is that an issue? And I, so I... <laughs> I was like, because obviously I've spent a lot of time with you, a lot of your videos, a lot of the filming, and I know sort of the terminology and why things happen and, and whatnot. So I just said to him, I said, like, sound like you're addressing a ball. Oh, here we go. And he like did his backswing. And rather than, because you always say like... Every part of me wants to ridicule you here, but everything that you've said is, is pretty much correct. Because you, you always say, and I've always said that it's not an issue to lift your... Left foot. No, like because if you're if you're someone who's got limited flexibility and it helps you turn your hips but yeah. not sway, then it could be a good thing. Well, that was the thing. So I said, if you're lifting like onto your toe and you're not moving off the ball with your your sternum, as it were, your centre, then it's absolutely fine because it'll help help you get a bit more power because you can almost stamp that foot well, down. Yeah, look look at um, Molinari. Molinari, Bryson. Bryson. Um, but what I said to Dave was the issue is you're not coming off your toe. You like rolling onto your instep yeah, yeah so you're swaying off the ball which then instantly makes it harder i to think get centered striker impact i think we need an update on this tip on next next monday's pod after <laughs> you played this sunday how did they play well we'll see lessons but... with kinder <laughs> <laughs> am i right you're not far wrong 
Do you think I could give a I, lesson? I can't, I can't ridicule you because half what you're saying is pretty decent. What do you mean half? No, it? it's all good. It's all I, good. I can't say it's all good. It just ruins, it ruins my career, mate. You're I even, I even making yeah, a mockery of a golfer I'm not coach. making a golfer mockery of it because I've spent the last two years still behind the camera watching you do it. Fair, fair point. Fair point. So, okay. Back to PJ Golf Professional tip of the week here. <laughs> um, not this uh, half-ass man to my right. Um, okay, so I just gave Josh a bit of a putting lesson in the video, and that video will be out in the next two weeks. It's yes. really interesting watch. So we did two, but one of them, this is one I like the most. So a lot of people move their lower half a lot when they're putting. And this is something I've really had an issue with. Yeah, so what basically, if you're having a putt and you've got your sort of putter right in front of you now, I would simply feel like your bum's on the wall. Actually, go and put your bum on the wall. Right, and get in goal posture and try and keep it still. And yeah. that is a great way to feel as though your lower half is staying nice and solid. Yeah, because this, I mean, you always joke Don't about it. Don't ruin the video. I won't ruin the video, but you always joke about me putting with my knees. Josh sent his knees at this point. I do. He and chases it with his right knee. It's like you're kicking it. And, <laughs> cheers. Um, and this is, this honestly, this is revolutionary. Yeah, it's it's this it's, video, it's, it's actually thing. not revolutionary, but it, it, it actually made a it massive for difference. My game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, it's simple. So it's, oh, not, it's, it's really, not we're not yeah. reinventing the wheel here. No, it's, it's really simple. simple. Um, but it's a, it gives you, it gave me, and it, you'll see from there, it gives me a feeling that I can stay planted. We'll see the real test of this, and if it works, when we go to St Andrews at the end of the year, Exciting. me, Josh, and Dad, and we don't know who our fourth yet, um, one of Dad's friends, uh, we're going to St Andrews. We're playing St Andrews. Old course, hopefully the old course. Fingers Touch crossed. Fingers crossed. Touchwood. Do a Praying prayer for to us. the golfing do, gods. Do a prayer for us. Um, Lady Bank, and we're Montrose. also playing Montrose. So Fifth oldest golf course in the world. We're, we're really, really excited about this. So uh, yes. obviously we'll give you more updates near the time. But final piece of today is a bit of tech talk. So American Golf were kind enough to send me a stealth driver. Now, we had gave it a hit. Send us a stealth driver, oh, send, obviously. Send me. <laughs> that was being politically correct. Um, send me a stealth driver. Um, but we both had a hit of it about the range. Didn't oh, we? yeah. And I'd say it went really well. I'm actually going to loft my driver down because that's a nine degree and I'm going to loft mine down to nine degrees just because it went pretty nice. I like I like the flight it gave me. But it was the weirdest sensation. So usually it's like a dink. Yeah, it's quite like a, an, because you've got the, the metal yeah, face, don't you? It's quite a soft, dull sound, which yeah. I don't know. It went good, but it, it, it felt odd. Yeah, it went, went really good after I stopped topping it. <laughs> you meant to find the middle of this club or what is this meant, is this is just a topping driver is it just give you a low toe dome ball flight <laughs> no it is and you know something that really stood out to me with it it was the way it looked behind the ball not nice didn't it it looked really nice like the matte it has got a matte finish on it and got a bit of glass matte yeah nice. and but because we spoke about previously about the red face and if that would be like off you can't point, see but you can't it. actually see it no you can't see um, it but then I don't know, is, is that because it was a nine? If you loft it up a bit... You would definitely see it more. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. 100%. So, um, But yeah, I loved hitting it like, and it went like a rocket. But saying that, all the new drivers seem to go the same. Yeah, I mean, they're all pretty I didn't hit it same. any further than hit no, my, my driver now. I didn't hit it. Here's the point, I didn't hit it any further as well. Okay, guys, that wraps us up. It does. For season two, episode six. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Seven. We, we, quick update before we go. Yeah. As we speak, Smith is 12 under through six, Lahiri 10 under through five, Hovland, Casey and Stracker 8 under, and Kisner at 7 under. We picked our winner. We think it's Casey. We'll give you the update. Come on, Paul. <laughs> Come on, Paul, lad. Uh, we'll give you the update um, next, next Wednesday. Yes, Thanks, guys. along with this week's event as well.